Hi, I'm Telford Gray and I'm hosting this episode of Sport Head, the podcast all about sport for and from the University of Edinburgh. And co-hosting this podcast alongside me is Alex from Sport and Exercise. This episode we're speaking to Natalie Peckett regarding her upcoming 100 miles with 5,300 metres of elevation challenge and Chiara Fransosi regarding her outstanding 7 marathons in 7 day challenge. Both Chiara and Natalie have been advocating for some amazing charities as part of their events, with Natalie raising money for Edinburgh Rape Crisis Centre and Chiara raising funds for an eating disorder charity named Beat. So thank you very much for coming on. So we have Chiara and we have Natalie Peckett and Alex from Sport and Exercise. So would you like to introduce yourselves, please? I'm uh, Chiara and uh, I uh, work in the reception at the Presence Gym. So as a customer service advisor and uh, as my colleagues know, I'm really passionate about running. I always talk about running. And uh, I have been doing it for about six years now, uh, just before I moved from um, Italy to Edinburgh, so five years ago. And that's me. I absolutely love <laughs> Edinburgh and uh, the running places. Well, it's got the best of both worlds or city, I would say, as well. The trails, hills, road, beach. Yeah. Um, I'm Nat. And I am a third year, or I guess just finished third year uh, of medicine at Edinburgh. Um, and I just start, well, I've been running for a little while, but didn't take a couple of years off and just properly got into it last year. But yeah, also love Edinburgh for all the good running scenery. <laughs> yeah, and I'm uh, Alex. I'm one of the sports coordinators at the Sports Union. Um, I can say I have zero running experience, but I love to hear about it. So. Happy to, to chat to you guys. And uh, Kiara, would you like to tell me about your seven marathons and seven days challenge, please, and tell us what it was for and what was your main motivation behind it? Yes, of course. So uh, seven marathons, seven days was a challenge that I set myself uh, this year and all after the uh, time that we didn't have races to train for. And I just decided that after a few adventures I did for myself, I wanted to run for others and to raise money for a charity. And um, the Eating Disorders charity, Beats, came um, to mind while I was doing a run um, because I suffered from eating disorders myself when I was younger. And uh, I did quite a lot of research about Beats and I saw... Um, the amazing work they do uh, to help the people that are affected. And um, not everybody um, in my friends or my family knew about the charity, so I thought it would be a really good idea to raise more awareness um, as well as funds for them. Um, so I, I run a lot, um, usually in general, but I have seven marathons found definitely something that would be taking me out of the comfort zone. And especially the way I did uh, make the route for these marathons with different variety of terrain. Um, so yeah, it was it was great to work for it, and uh, I'm delighted to have it done. And I want for a wonderful cause as well. And we will tell us more about Beat as they like a 
a Scottish charity or British or they do like things for it and worldwide as well? So they have, uh, they are in the UK and uh, they have then um, divisions for Scotland and the other countries as well, but they, I raised for the, the UK um, charity. Um, they are really resourceful for um, people that, to help people with eating disorders, all the type of eating disorders. And um, what I find really good, they have a helpline that is open every day of the year. And uh, you can reach them through any social media channels or telephone and just ask for help. And uh, they have um, great, I find it's really good. They have a great tool to uh, you can bring to the GP. So it's, it's a leaflet, but it contains all the information that you need. So um, sometimes uh, people struggle to even tell what they're going through to the GP. So by bringing a leaflet, the GP has a good idea on where to start and uh, refer people to. Um, they have so they have yeah live chats as well. They have even in groups um, with a, with different uh, type of eating disorders or even for people who are in the family of someone who is co- um, having difficulties with that. So um, they they can help their parents or the loved ones. Um, so yeah, we. I don't think there's anything like that in Italy at the moment, okay. apart from sounding like really clinical places already. It's either the dietitian or the hospital, I feel. Um, I definitely didn't have that when I was younger and living in Italy. And I find uh, beet is, um, is fantastic. Um, their demand for um, help has increased by 300% in the last year with lockdown. So the calls have multiplied and, uh, yeah, I feel a lot, a lot more people have been struggling. So um, that's, that's good to have space for them, I think. Well, it seems like they're trying to make it more comfortable and, conf- and allowing people to come forward and not make it such a taboo subject, which is just good. And hopefully more awareness gets spread about it because it can be a, a serious thing as well. So. 100%, yeah. And then, Nat, would you like to tell us about your challenge, please? Yeah, so I guess um, a sort of similar story where I was running a lot um, and looking for a sort of personal challenge. And I'd been toying with like various different ideas I've spoken to. were like, oh, well, like, are you going to raise money for it? And I was oh, like, I don't think so. Like, I don't because, you know, I want to do it anyways. But then I guess with everything Um, that came up with Sarah Everard's death and all of that kind of thing it just reminded me how passionate I am about like sexual assault prevention Um, so I decided that I would take on a a sort of charity fundraiser so I'm raising money for Edinburgh Rape Crisis Centre and also uh, well on my donation page you can also donate to the rest of the UK if Edinburgh isn't home to you Um, but it is sort of home to me so that's why I chose that And yeah, so I haven't done it yet, but this summer um, I'm going to be running 100 miles, about 160 kilometers in three days. Um, And it's going to be basically just all in the hills around Edinburgh. So the first day sort of like seven hills and a bit um, and the second two days around the Pentlands. So I, yeah, I... I've never really run that far in one go or that many hills. So quite worrying, but very excited for it 
have you got a really good like support team behind you and you're just gonna try and enjoy it and have you got like a lot of people to like run with so far or yeah so um that's what I'm hoping so uh yeah my friends and flatmates have all been very supportive and are very excited to meet me along the way with snacks and all of that good things Um, and yeah at the moment I've got a few people who've sort of said oh yeah I'd be interested so I think I need to start nailing them down and say okay you're gonna run this (laughs) far with me (laughs) please um yeah so I think it should hopefully be maybe type two fun not at the time but like afterwards I'll pull it back on it fondly <laughs> yeah I'm sure you will then Kiara do you have any like tips and advice for that uh, yeah you just uh, you just spoke about your your friends supporting you like something that I found amazing um was and really really good for like just keeping going was uh people joining in and uh they they just come and are so fresh and they want to hear about it and they if sometimes you have two friends as well they catch up between themselves and that gives you like so much like freshness and novelty and it just takes the mind off potentially the pain or the hard time you're you're going through so definitely um just get people involved um, it can be also a bit daunting that like, oh, I have to run and chat. But if you don't feel like chat, they'll be there for you and they'll understand. So that's, um, yeah, that for me was invaluable. And then sounds like you are going to be like practicing all your nutrition and uh, uh, recovery as well. But um, I found the recovery after the run was really, um, really important just to do everything I could to feel fresh the day after so and then you're gonna run an ultra every day so that's amazing and you all have like favorite routes in Edinburgh that you like running around where would be like your go-to for even if you need to pick me up if you're at, at the end of a, a bad day at the office or uh for me I live quite close to like Blackford Hill so going up there or like through like Braidburn Valley just behind it's like not too far away and always just like so nice so that's like my go-to yeah I would say that's pretty much mine too I mean I live closer to our seat but I used to live closer to Braids and if I got a bit of a slightly longer run I love to just go to Braids again and uh just it's just so runnable uh, but also Penlands um as my favorite so from from Swanson side and then just got a Palamur and then uh, go as far as I need to go to but it's uh, also good for the soul to be there. Kiara, um what sort of you know obviously you've completed the the seven days and the seven marathons at this point what was the the hardest obstacle or is there a particular day that was really quite a challenge you woke up and you're like I don't know how I'm going to do this Yes, actually. Um, it was day five. Uh, so the day after I did the hillest, hillest run. And I, I had just a lot of pain in my hip. Um, hip flexor was tight and it was very weak to lift it. And it was just painful as well to do that. And, um, I was like, Oh, how, how I'm going to go through it. Um, so I was almost thinking will I be able to finish this this run or will I just walk a lot of it um but again I had planned to see two friends for that run and then uh, Neve and Anna popped up from they caught my colleagues from the 
pleasance popped up in the I would say what was the toughest moment of the full week and I did 10k and it was just hilarious they were so fresh and so chatty and so fun and it just picked me up and they made me forget about the pain and um, so that was good Um I had a really good friend who volunteered to help me sports massage at the end of every run so he sported a hip flexor sort of things and gave me a bit of tape and uh, the day after I did the seven hills with uh, my poles and so that helped uh, changing things around so I could then complete. Nice Um, and I have to ask because I follow you on social media was Miles the dog involved in any of the seven runs? Um, unfortunately not because he's too excited and uh, in the last two locations are not suitable for him to be there like at the finish run at the finish line or something but as his name says he's definitely going to be a runner so um, he's a bit young as well but sooner after I'm recovered I'll start running a bit more with him and hopefully we'll be doing some good canicross runs but it was definitely involved in the recovery process with cuddles and <laughs> just cuteness. Fair enough, the, the essential parts. And, and Natalie, how, you know, what sort of uh, anxieties or challenges do you envision with your challenge? Is there anything that you're particularly worried about or you think might be quite tough going into it? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, Kiara, I think it's so impressive, like, seven days, because in my mind, three days, like, first day excitement, last day, there's, like, the finishing excitement, so it's just, like, the middle day that's really hard, and I'm thinking about you with, like, five middle days, like, really hard, Um, but yeah, I guess I'm worried about, like, obviously, like, don't want to set out too hard. And the way I've planned my routes is that each day is, like, longer and hillier than the day before it, which, like, seemed like a good idea originally. But I guess that, yeah, there is that anxiety that, like, the first day is going to be really hard and really tiring. And then it just gets harder from there, both in terms of the actual route and how I'm feeling. Yeah, and I've had, like, a little bit of on and off an on and off like niggle in my hip so I'm just working really hard to like not let that turn into an injury um but I guess a little anxious like what if that starts playing up it hasn't bothered me for a couple of weeks but it's still like in the back of my mind um yeah hopefully I don't think getting lost would be a a problem because I know it all quite well so that's like puts my mind at ease at least which is good as well, I'm sure uh, you know Telfil offered to to help out and, and run some of those routes with you. I yeah, won't so offer myself up. Hopefully, maybe you can manage a wee five k, Alex. And can you both uh, tell us about what was your first time running? What was it like lacing your trainers up for that first time? Like, I remember me when I was like twelve. I was like, oh, what people think of a young boy running on the street himself? What was that? Did you just have any, were you just nervous that first time or were you just running's my thing? How was it for you? I think the very first time I ran was like my very first day of a couch to 5k in my Italian uni town. And I was, I just had spent so much money on a pair of running shoes and it felt like, it felt so, so cool because it was like six in the morning and everybody was still asleep and I was ready to go. And I just felt that enthusiasm of I'll be a runner in like eight weeks. 
<laughs> so it wasn't much of a run. It was a run, walk, run, walk. But the the enthusiasm was up high, and um, it kept it stayed there um, forever, and it's not gone away yet. So yeah, that was my first run. Uh, I guess for me, like we used to have to run at school and stuff when we were younger, and I hated it. And I just yeah I just couldn't stand it but I think it's because like especially when you're younger there's no concept of pace like it's just all or nothing and so it's just always really painful and really hard uh but yeah I guess as I got older I like when I was a bit older maybe like 16 I signed up for cross country at school one semester um and that I'd run like very slowly like chatting to friends and then it became like a lot more enjoyable um but yeah then sort of gave it up again for a bit and then it was last year I ran like the Edinburgh winter 5k run around Holyrood um and that was just like so much fun I was I'd yeah I was like wow I did such great views and like such a great atmosphere and so fun to have a lot of I ran it with like a couple other friends who like didn't run that much um so you didn't I didn't feel like oh my god I'm the only one who has no idea what they're doing it was like quite fun to just like be doing it all together and more just for the experience and to like have a good time and enjoy enjoy the race um rather than to feel like it had to be super super competitive um yeah and then after that I was like wow this is really fun like this is I want to keep going that sounds all amazing all happy happy stuff so and uh, Chiara, do you say you were at university in Italy? Yes. Would you like to tell me what the running scene is? What the what are the differences? Have you noticed much there? Um. Yes. So I I didn't run much during university. I ran at the end, pretty pretty much at the end when I had just finished. So um, there was definitely sports clubs there, but I wasn't doing much because that was the time I was still going through the eating disorder but in terms of like running in general um is um in terms of like running sorry, running in general in Italy is um I think it's a lot more like road oriented and uh, race oriented and um, there's not many training groups outside these events so um I mean it doesn't feel like there's a lot of like a just um socials going on or you rarely see two people's going on a run and a chat you just see the single runner on the on the side of the road just Uh doing his own um, in the zone doing his training um so that's why yes I was doing a bit of running but it was very solitary and then when I moved here I just saw runners everywhere and when you're a runner you do notice runners oh there's that person running there that person oh look at the technique look at the shoes and then it just, uh, yeah, it's a lot more more social here. So uh, that's why I found really cool. Um, also, people adventure to the trails and the hills and um, in a much easier way, I think, um, than they would do in Italy. Um, so, yeah, that that's, I think that here is the ideal place for running. I, I agree. Well, I've not been to Italy yet, but... I just love the communities through here and you can train with someone that might run like a sub 30 minute 10k one day and I can train with someone that's maybe only been running for a week or two that's just the beauty of it and running in Edinburgh and the community that we have here so really grateful to have that. 
my question is I've been wondering this for like the past year because there are so many runners in Edinburgh and like such a mix but some really good runners too are runners attracted to Edinburgh because it's really good for running or does Edinburgh make runners because it's really good for running (laughs) good good question though I would say a bit of both worlds Uh, I know the university here in Hounds talent wise very very strong I know on the females we have consistently won a uh, box and the and the males are really high up as well, in particular in the Scottish men's cross country championships. But I don't know, it's just a place for all, or it could just be Edinburgh in itself, not just running, because there's so many good sports teams as well, where you're having like amazing rowers as well. So yeah, it's a hard one to judge, but I certainly it does attract some runners because I know our male team box, I think we came and we hosted it at Hollywood Park, which was amazing. I think we were like fourth or fifth out of everyone in the UK. So that was a really good show. And we put on a really good night out afterwards. And our new incoming president for the sports union, Gregor Malcolm, helped organise it. And he done a terrific job. And I think everyone's really grateful for him and helping bring it to Edinburgh. So that could be like another another reason why and I think that this time we can go on to our this or that questions so our, our this or that questions it's like a one word answer quick fire we'll do it simultaneously between you and Nat and Kiara and Alex is going to do this some very uh, topical questions and controversial ones in there but, but hoping to get some, some good answers there so as Telfer say, we've got 10 questions um, and then we'll, we'll go through each one and you guys give your answer. You've got two options in each. Um, so be, for example, tea or coffee, that kind of thing. Um, so for the first one, we've got uh, pizza with or without pineapple? Without. Absolutely without. <laughs> I have a feeling, Kiara, you might say that. Um, <laughs> The Italian has spoken. Yeah, I have a few Italian friends who uh, are not a fan of me when I tell them I like pizza with pineapple. Good stuff. Uh, On to number two, early bird or night owl? Early bird at the moment, but I've been both. It changes. (laughs) Sort of a hybrid heron. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Super early bird for me. Super early bird. Love that. I guess obviously working at sport and exercise. Some some early shifts in there for sure. Um, Next we've got, and I'm really curious to to hear the answer from from both experts. Music while running or no music while running? Music. I like the sound of my feet. I like listening to that. So usually not music. Very rarely music. Nice. I guess, you know, for both of you, the case that you, you're both quite fit, I'm sure, you know, if you're somebody like me who's running and all you hear is just panting and, and <laughs> deep breaths and gasping for air, you know, it's a bit less soothing than just yeah. the, the casual running. I quite like no music on like a short, easy run, like if I'm just popping out like a little jog. But if I'm going for like a workout, I need something else. <laughs> Lovely. Um, Next one is night out or night in. We'll see 
pre not being able to do either. Night out for me. Night in for me. <laughs> I love my, uh, yeah, going to bed early and getting up for a run, laying out the kit and yeah, go out for a run with friends. Yes, strange. <laughs> I like that. I think many of us don't remember what that's like in any case. Um, <laughs> the next is sweet snack or salty snack. Uh, probably sweet snack. <laughs> I love how nice to be at the opposite. I'm also savoury snack. <laughs> I'm with you, Kiara. What type of food are you aiming to be eating while like, you're doing your challenge? That? Have you thought of that? Yeah, a little bit. So at the moment, I normally like make bars and stuff to take with me that have like nuts or whatever in them, chocolate normally. Um, But I think I'm probably going to be out for the most part of the day. So I need to start trying out some different things like beforehand. Um, So maybe some like just like peanut butter sandwiches or like avocado sandwiches. I think I might try um, and hopefully that won't be too, uh, won't horrify my body too much. Hopefully it will go down well. Um, and then probably, yeah, just like kind of trail mixy things. But I think like, I don't know, Kiara can probably confirm this, but I feel like at the time my body's just going to start craving all sorts of wild things. So I'll just have my friends on speed down and be like, when you meet me next, bring whatever it is that I feel like I really need <laughs> yeah I confirmed um for me it worked like practicing through the years it works really well whenever I do something like a long marathon like in terms of a long time on feet marathon or an ultra I find it really good to have something about every hour but very small and I um my most recent snack is the chia charge which is um contains both slow releasing fast releasing nutrition so you get the sugar but also you get the, the oats that go a bit slower and uh, the salt and I found that has been the thing I got bored of the least in the seven days but then as as you said some bars or trail, trail mix are good and um, peanut butter is good as well Um, sometimes your body might not want anything else like for a while but it's kind of like trying to yeah, listen to it, but also make sure you if you. Um, my best uh, surprise from friends was like um full fat coke, and I'll just uh, show up with uh, full fat coke, um, and it just gives you such a caffeine, um, boost that uh, for me worked really well. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Good recommendations there, Natalie. Have the the coke ready to go. Um, our next question, the last sort of five is. Tropical island or alpine mountain? Uh, I'd probably pick the mountains, but I feel like a bit of a tracer because like my home country is Bermuda, so a bit torn. (laughs) Um, Probably the Alps, yeah. (laughs) Back to them. Fair enough. Um, Last one's a superpower-based one. Teleportation or invisibility? teleportation teleportation two solid picks all around um the next one i think i know the answer for at least one of you cats or dogs dogs (laughs) lots of dogs 
lots of dogs. So <laughs> unanimous for the dogs, not even a chance the cats. It was very one-sided. Uh, last on winter or summer? Second last season. Uh, summer? <laughs> I don't know. I like both. <laughs> Um, summer definitely for the daylight that we get, especially here in Scotland. So that's true. We get the daylight, but really not much of the uh, non-rain situation. I think I just find it a lot easier to like cool down when I'm too hot than it is to warm up when I'm too cold. Do you know what I'm yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. Um, and then the last one: skydiving or swimming with sharks skydiving oh. uh, probably skydiving no one's a fan of the, the old jaws good stuff that's uh, our this or that uh, segment of the podcast thank you very much back to you Telfer yeah well, some really interesting answers and I would definitely be skydiving over some of the sharks sharks and snakes are probably my most feared animals ever I would say so I was, I'm lucky to skydive once, so it was an experience I'll never forget. So. And this time, we're hoping to go on to our two-minute trivia. Two-minute trivia. Two-minute trivia. Two-minute trivia. Two-minute trivia. Check out Comedian Lady on Instagram who provide our amazing jingles at Comedian Lady Official. This is Edinburgh related questions, sport themes, you name it. So who 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 wants to volunteer to go first? Nat, do you want to go first? We are all ready to go. Yeah, ready. I'll count you guys in. Three, two, one. What go. is Scotland's national animal? God, that's kind of embarrassing. I have no idea. What is the name of the dog that has the freedom of Edinburgh? Freedom? Oh, the the Greyfire, the Bobby, Greyfire Bobby? Yeah. Which Spanish side won the Women's Champions League last week? I don't know. What is the name of one of Ireland's most popular sports which combines skills from basketball, soccer and rugby? Is it like their version of football? They have like yes. a type of football? Or a little bit like that. Sort of? Do you guys have a G? I don't know. <laughs> what is the name of the sports club we have at Edinburgh that mixes basketball and netball? Didn't know we had one. <laughs> I have no idea. The Edinburgh Seven Hill Race, according to the Edinburgh Seven Hills website, is how many miles? Oh, uh, in I think it's like about thirty k. So maybe I don't know, like twenty four. What is the name of the Edinburgh Concert Hall that hosted Eurovision in nineteen seventy two? I feel like Alex knows. Um, I concert hall. I don't know. Is Ashton Hall a concert hall? Yeah, be my guess. 
How many minutes is the Balmoral Hotel clock forward? That's the one beside Waverley train station, really high up. And it's clocks a few minutes forward. Uh, three? And well, well done, that's, that's you. <laughs> You'll go on to Kiara now. You ready, Kiara? Yes. What are the two English clubs playing in the Men's Champions League final on this Saturday? Hello. Oops. Embarrassed again, but no, I don't know. The, the Edinburgh Seven Hills race is how many miles? Or according to its website? I think it's 23k. So that must be uh, in miles uh, 13, 14. What was the name of the concert hall that hosted Eurovision in 1972? I have no idea, but I'm going to go for a hash roll as well. Yeah. <laughs> what is Scotland's national animal? That is a unicorn. What's the name of the dog as the Freedom of Edinburgh? Um, I think that can be Freedom of Edinburgh. I'm not sure what you mean, but I think it must be Bob. He's the only dog that is famous in Edinburgh. What is the name of Ireland's most pop, one of Ireland's most popular sports, which combines skills from basketball, soccer and rugby? This one, I have no idea. <laughs> What's the name of uh, one of our sports clubs that we have that mixes basketball and netball? I feel I should know when I get fired. You get sort of a K. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. How many minutes fast is a Balmoral Hotel clock, supposedly? I think it's three or four minutes as well for people not to miss out on the train. Uh, what is the name of the team that won the Women's Champions League last week? I don't know. Oh, well done. Good, good efforts all round. So. <laughs> Some very tough questions there. Um, very tough indeed. Don't know how many tougher than you before researching it, um, but well done, both of you. So, scores, the scores on the door, we have... Uh, you had four, and Kiara, you had you had a uh, five. So congratulations, Kiara. So you tipped that right at the right at the post at the at the very end. So thank you. It was just all the Scottish ones. <laughs> Very tough. Um, I mean, uh, nineteen seventy-two Eurovision. That's that's a hard question, tougher. <laughs> it's tough. I think it's Scotland's, or maybe maybe the UK's only time we posted it. I'm not sure. Right. We didn't do that well this this week or whenever it was on. I heard so. So uh, move, moving forward, what are you like hoping to like achieve in the summer, like after your challenge, Nat? And can you tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So um, challenges end of July, beginning of August. So I guess a lot of um, recovery <laughs> then. So no immediate goals. I So my the very first idea I had when I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do was to run from Edinburgh to Glasgow. 
but there is actually an official race that I think goes the other way from Glasgow to Edinburgh, which is in October. So I'm hoping to do that, um, which I guess will be different because even longer than any of my days, but just one time. So, yeah, that's hopefully what's coming next. That sounds wonderful. And I know there's the Union Canal actually links Glasgow and Edinburgh as well. Yeah, so Kiara, eh, we've heard about Nat is hoping to maybe come involved with Glasgow to Edinburgh like run. And what what are your like future plans like this year running related? Uh, yeah, so I would love to be able to do a race. So because they're now starting again, so I've missed the feeling of being in a race. So I signed up for a two or three already. Um I would like to do um, Run the Blades 50k in uh, September, um, as in a wind farm um, just south of Glasgow called Whiteley. So that could be quite a cool place to run. And then terrifying but very cool is the Oak Hill Hill Ultra, um, which is from Perth to Stirling through the Oak Hills. And I really hope I get nice weather for that or I get lost. Um, so you have to navigate <laughs> and then there's also a relay race that I signed up with um, Neve from work and then a couple of other people uh, outside work uh, is uh, Dundee to Edinburgh and is in um, four stages relay so those four stages are divided into other four stages so it'll be about legs of 10-12k uh, k each um, and 4k so that keep me going for the rest of the year. That sounds really good and got, got loads of good things to aim for. And the local hills are my local hills when I'm back home. So I, I run up them quite frequently when I'm back home. So they're really, 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 really fun, really good hills. So. And do you have any favourite sport and memories of your time while studying or while you're at university? And that's something that's been like mesmerised by. Uh, well, I guess I sort of got onto the running scene in exactly the wrong time for that, because basically I started running in February and then in March, everything started shutting down. So, yeah, there was like the 5K run, which I, I said I, I, I mentioned. And then I also did the 10K at the Meadows Marathon, which was really fun. Um but I've like heard so many good things about like bucks, like you were saying and different cross country things. So I'm hoping to see lots more in like the coming time as races and stuff start to get back on. It's um, definitely like a, a celebration and running clubs, everyone yeah, just cheers on everyone. I'm missing that buzz myself and running past the tents, even that missing that nervous tummy before a race. Yeah, it's just, can't can't wait for it all to just get started racing again so and Alex what what's your sporting history tell us tell us about you my sporting history is uh, a hodgepodge of trying out different things and being very unsuccessful at all of them um currently I am coaching the the Mai Tai club at the at the university Mai Tai is like a a form of kickboxing um it's a martial art based in Thailand. I've been doing that. I started it in university and uh, now that I've finished studying and helping out the club. But yeah, not, nothing too exciting. No uh, grandiose challenges or anything worth celebrating, I'm afraid. 
What about you, Kiara? How's um, what would you say is the, the highlight of your sporting related career and, and particular memory that stands out there? I would say is the West Island Way. Um, West Island Way race uh, was the biggest thing I did before my marathons, and that was the full West Island Way in one go, and it took me just over 24 hours. And that was such an experience. It was um, it, it was just amazing, like the, the long journey and the support and uh, the camaraderie with other runners. And uh, there's also another favourite race I have on the West End and Way, which is the first half, and then they do also a second half. And uh, um, those are all organised by the same people and it's just beautiful people uh, to share uh, the running with because they're all enthusiastic and uh, um, they know what you go through. So, um, yeah, for me, West Island Way um, related events is is the highlight. So. Amazing. Um, and how would, obviously, you're both raising money for, for great causes. Uh, we've heard a bit about what those causes do and how would, you know, our listeners find out more about, about your, your causes or indeed donate if, if they wanted to do so where's the the link that they can start sharing on facebook you know this is your, your opportunity to get out there as much as possible start with you now yeah so i set up an instagram page which is at running down underscore rape culture um and there's some more information about like why i've chosen to do this and also about the charities and what they do and a link to my just giving page is also on there so that's probably the easiest way to find me matt you're a lot better than me at social media um <laughs> i have um i've just posted all in my own uh, facebook page and i started using instagram for this so I'm definitely not that good. Um, so I do have a Just Giving page that if you search Chiara seven marathons, seven days, you should find. Um, but yeah, definitely not be that good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know if you'll be able to put a link on below the podcast or something, but um, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely we can do. And I'm sure... Beat and Edinburgh Rape Crisis Centre are really grateful for your fundraising efforts and your challenges. And can you tell us about what were they what were they like when you told them about your challenges? How have they been like helping you, like spread awareness? And yeah, so I reached out um, to them with an email, and they were yeah really grateful, really supportive, and said that they would share my what I'm doing on their like Facebook um, and Instagram pages. So another reason to try and get some good, good photos or something of the run when it happens. Uh, yeah, similar here. I phoned uh, Beat and I was uh, welcomed really well by um, the, the person I spoke with. And uh, uh, I felt really supported immediately and they were really, really grateful um, for um, hearing about the challenge. And then they were really good on checking out uh, before and um, after the challenges. They phoned me just before asking how I was feeling, how I was planning uh, my days and uh, if I was um, if I was ready. So that was really nice to, to have that chat and then afterwards as well. So, um, yeah, been feeling really part of it. That's very brilliant to hear and 
we all wish you uh, the very best of luck in your future and your challenges and that. And I'm sure I'll be joining in with you at some point and hopefully getting Alex to join in for some. Or even if it's just a, a warm glass of moral support and encouragement I'll be there along the way. With a glass of water and the pompons, uh, I will not ever be running. Well, the likelihood is I'll be going very slowly. So, you know, could do it. Chance to explore more of Edinburgh, Alex. We might just have to then. We might just have to. Okay, I think that should be us. So thanks, thanks very much for coming on for our fourth, maybe fourth our podcast, uh, Sport Head. So, and this should be released in the next few weeks. And then we'll let you know and circulate via our social media channels as well. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us, guys. It was, it was lovely to hear uh, the fantastic work you've been doing and, and will do to for really great causes. I'm sure the students really appreciate you guys coming and taking the time and being inspiring to them as well, uh, definitely. So thank you very much. You guys thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. It was lovely to be there. And Matt, best of luck. Um, I look forward to see your progress and uh, possibly to even join you for a little bit. Thank you. That would be lovely. Thank you for your your wise words of advice. (laughs) Thanks very much for listening to this episode of Sports Ed on Conversations from Edinburgh. Please stay tuned for more exciting episodes of Sport Ed right here from the people at the University of Edinburgh. To help Natalie with her challenge by spreading awareness or donating some funds, please check out her Instagram channel at runningdown underscore rapeculture.